will be able to hear from different ladies, from the different groups, just again, little, little testimonies of God's faithfulness throughout this study. So again, it's just so exciting um, to hear how the Lord will be able to speak to, to each and every one of us. So with that, I'll ask Miss Tanya to come up and um, the ladies know the, the order that they're going in, but again, just so excited to hear what the Lord has to say through each of them. Good evening. My name is Tanya. And um, so again, we were asked to share um, of either a verse or a question or something that stood out with us. And we were in week three, and that week just really resonated with me. So um, in week three, we were in Joshua 2, and uh, Joshua sends two spies into Canaan, and they stay in the inn of a harlot named Rahab. So Rahab hides the spies, and while she hides the spies, she tells them in verse chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, so Joshua 2, 9 through 11, and said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Verse 11, and as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. So I highlighted the two herds in those verses. And then I looked up the definition because I just, I'm weird over that. I like to look up definitions. And herd means to be told or informed of. So she was told about what God has done. She was informed of everything that he had done. And so she not only believed, but she trusted in God, she heard of, and she acted on it by saving the two spies, by hiding them, and then helping them find a way out. And then at the end of all that, she asked for her and her family to be spared. And I think that's even courageous. You don't know these guys. You don't know, you know, you're just trusting that the Lord has sent them. You're trusting them that they're there for a reason. And in verse uh, 12 through 13, it says, now, therefore, I beg you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you also will show kindness to my father's house and give me a true token and spare my father, my mother, my brothers, my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And then as we go into the New Testament, it even talks about Rahab, right? So in James 2, from 24 through 26, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. And then also in, in Hebrews 31, is Hebrews 11:31, by faith the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. And the last thing I want to share with you, as I was doing research on, on Joshua and just, you know, praying and asking the Lord what he wanted me to share, um, I came upon this, and I thought it's so relevant to sometimes how I feel, and I know there's other ladies that feel this way too, so I wanted to share this with you. And it says, and so if you ask me, 
How could God possibly use me? How could Almighty God, the Holy God of Heaven, use such a sinner like me? Then I will introduce you to the woman of the scarlet cord, the great grandmother of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She is not remembered for her sin. She is remembered for the remarkable transformation. The word harlot is undoubtedly repeated so that you and I will know that whatever we have done, will, God will forgive us if we come to him by faith. Rahab is the ever-present message of God to you. Thank you, ladies. I made it without knocking. Hi, my name is Linda. And um, please pray with me, please. Lord God Almighty, please open our hearts to receive everything you want us to know by Joshua, Father. Open the eyes of our understanding, Father, that we absorb all your word, Father, and bear fruit. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Father, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was, when I was asked to share, and I prayed about it, right away the Lord brought a verse to me that I remember impacted me the first time I came across it, which is Joshua 21, 45. It says, not a word failed of any of the good things which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. And such a God that we have, the promises, and we have such a great confidence, he will not fail. All his promises, are they going to come true? A promise of his for me is, one of them is like the diamond, and the, the gold of the, the Bible is the one that tells you, tells us, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. And it says in Hebrews, in thir um, Hebrews 13, 5. And also he says it in Deuteronomy, in the Old Testament and the New. He says it multiple times. Deuteronomy 31, 6. And that's like a wrap-up of really a summary of everything that that verse talked to me about. Let me get there. Deuteronomy 31, 6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes before you. He will not leave you or forsake you. And also, it reminds me of another verse in Joshua. Joshua 1, 9. It's a verse that I committed to memory a long time ago. And it tells us that... Um, Have I not come and commanded you? Be strong, good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Not only he will never leave us or forsake us. That means a lot to me because uh, my father had walked out on my mother and I. I used to be the proverbial little, um, daddy little, daddy's little girl. And so when he disappeared, it, it left, left me as damaged goods, really. I was very affected by that. I didn't realize how much until I became a Christian, and the Lord gave me insight into my behaviors when I was in the world, things that confounded people that knew me and even myself, it didn't make sense. And he showed me that I had major father issues. So that's why that's that diamond to me. He will never leave you or forsake you. And as it says, the Lord your God was, is with you wherever you go. That's amazing. And all this then brought me to a, a a verse in Hebrews 6. Again, the immutability, the unchangeableness of God. His promises are not going to fail ever. 
all his promises to Israel, not one failed, as it says in the scriptures, all came to pass. So in Hebrews, it is um, Hebrews 6, 17 through 19. It says, thus God, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise, which is us, the immutability of his counsel, it cannot change, confirmed it by an oath. God himself swore to us, little, you know, mere mortals and sinners running around. We have an amazing God. I love him so much. He's faithful. Whatever he said, he'll bring to pass. It also reminds me of 1 Thessalonians 4.24 when it says, he who called you is faithful. He will also do it. And again, here in Hebrews 6, 17 through 19, so he took an oath to the heirs of promise, wanting to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things, two in which is strong consolation for us who have fled for refuge, for the hope of the, the, to take hold of the hope that is before us. By two things that cannot change, that God cannot lie, that will never change, and his oath will not fail. It's like it's solid. It's the rock of ages. I just love how it says in 19, we... This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, sure and steadfast that enters the presence behind the veil. We have an anchor. That, uh, uh, this little anchor can hold a ship and make it solid. We have an anchor for the soul, this hope just bore up before us. So that's what I really got from Joshua. I just love that Joshua 21, 45. That one thing failed of the great things that the Lord told the house of Israel. And not one thing will fail. He's got us, the heirs of promise. And um, he even swore it by, <laughs> by himself. Two mutable things, things that cannot change. As is in Malachi 3.6, it says, I am the Lord, I do not change. And of course, we know in Hebrews 13.8, he says, the Lord, is yes, the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have an amazing God. He will not fail us. He will be with us wherever we go. Anyway, God bless you. That's it. Thank you. Wow, okay, here we go. So I want to just say that our group was great. I, I don't know how else to say it. Seriously, we had a, a wonderful time. We would bounce off each other. We love one another. So I'm looking forward to the next group <laughs> that we're going to have. So um, in the same mindset as, as uh, Tanya, so our group, when we talked about uh, Rahab, then a couple of weeks later, we spoke about the Gibeonites and how they came. And they also heard about what God was doing through Joshua, through Israel. And they also, it doesn't say that, that they feared. It actually says, um, it says that when they heard about it, they worked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors. So they wanted to cheat their way into making peace with Israel. 
So here we had in this group of ladies, we were comparing these two people that, you know, were both heathens. They were, neither of them were Jews. So we have the Gibeonites that were heathens, and we had Rahab, who was also a heathen. They both hear about God. One acts one way, the other one acts, you know, the other way. But what they want to do is they want to get close to the people of God. And even with their craftiness or with, you know, her sin, her background and everything, God manages to restore them. The, you know, one of the mighty men of, of David, and this all came out in the group. We were all like talking about it. And I don't know if you guys all remember, but it was that, that day that we did give you and I was so exciting because, you know, one of the mighty men of, uh, of David was a Gibeonite. And, and Rahab was one of the grandmothers of, of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. So these imperfect people that went to the Lord imperfectly, I don't know if that's even a word, but God took these people and he made something great. And that's kind of like us, every single one of us. We have gone through different, you know, listening to Linda, I didn't even know that, you know, and just, we all have gone through different things in our lives. We all came to the Lord in different ways, and we're all sinners, and we are all, you know, we all mess up, and then God, you know, takes us, we, we repent. We were talking about it today, how important it is for us to repent, and then to go back to the Lord, and how it is a circle, and we, I just love that about our group. We just had fun. Okay? <laughs> That's it. Hi, I'm Perrion. Um, wrote it down so I could stay on track. Let's pray. Father God, we love you, Lord, and we worship and adore you, and we are so grateful for the so many things that you have given us. And tonight, we're grateful for the book of Joshua and all that you have taught us through it, how to be strong and courageous, how to share our faith, how to trust in you. Father, we just thank you for the gift and the time that we've had together and so glad to be a part of this family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, this whole study couldn't have been more timely for me, um, as I'm sure it probably was for a lot of you. Um, the book and all the verses in it, it's hard to just pick one, have really strengthened me during this time. Um, so my verses are Joshua 1 through 7 through 9, and I'll read it to you real quick. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe and do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all according, that is, all according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So those verses have blessed me in two ways during this study. 
They brought back fond memories of when I had previously studied and taught on these passages. Several years ago, I was a youth director, and every year through prayer, I would seek on a, of a verse to focus on, much like we do with the couple's retreat and the woman's retreat and stuff like that. So this verse was one of those verses. And we always have our t-shirts, don't we? <laughs> this was our t-shirt. It was heavy in skateboarders at the time, so. <laughs> Had to make it so they'd wear it too. So, and we know that young people are under a lot of pressure and social pressure to partake in drugs and alcohol and sex and several other disturbing behaviors, behaviors that have greatly, greatly manifest, manifested today. Because when I was doing youth ministry, I think the song at the time was by Katy Perry, I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It. And I was like, what? And now today, During that season in my life, I was so blessed to hear so many reports of how the students were so glad to say no to the things of this world and yes to the things of God. They wanted to seek him, his will, and his ways. They were being strong and courageous. They were being different. They were not afraid to stand up and try to live what they believed. And the Lord was with them wherever they went. The verse is also meant very much to me at this time as we're seeing the direction that the world is going in, most specifically in our nation and our society. What is going on each day in the news is worse than the day before. Just when I thought I had seen it all or heard it all, even new and more shocking news comes out of the things that are being reported on. For instance, why did God's design of marriage and gender need to be redefined? Stealing is now okay. Seeing all the division and hate for others. And why do so many people say America is a bad country? I don't know about you, but suddenly I realized I became filled with anxiety concern for my daughters and grandchildren and the future of our nation. Then I recalled one of the things that Jesus said in Matthew 24, 12. And because lawlessness will be abound, the love of many will grow cold. And he said this as he was answering the disciples' question, what will be the sign of your coming? Yes, how timely this study has been for me. The book of Joshua opens with God speaking to Joshua, speaking to him, telling him to arise and go over the Jordan and all this people to the land he was giving them, the children of Israel, the promised land in which, verse 6, he said, I swore to their fathers to give them. God is keeping his promise to them. He's giving them the land he promised. They needed to take it. They needed to be strong and of good courage, for there was going to be resistance. Their courage would come from the confidence of knowing that God was with them, because he also promised that to them. He gives us promises too. He's promised a savior, Messiah, an abundant life, an eternal life, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We need to take this promise as well and received the gift that Jesus has redeemed for us. So just as I got to witness those youth being empowered by the Holy Spirit, we and I also need to be strong and courageous. And all the more as it seems that we will face a great resistance, a resistance to our faith, a resistance to us believing in his promises, a resistance to the truth of his word, a resistance to him. Therefore, we should, I should, not be fearful to speak it, to declare it, and to live it. Our confidence also comes from knowing that God is with us, Emmanuel. He promised. In Matthew 28, 20, Jesus says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So my sisters, as God told Joshua, have I not commanded you? Be strong and be of good courage. Do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. I miss the podium. <laughs> Bring it back. Hi, ladies. Um, it was really hard to choose just one highlight from this book, but I was like Belkis. I chose the one in Joshua chapter 9 with the Gibeonites. For me, this was a picture of the redemption of the Lord. So we read in verses 3 through 6. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho and I... They worked craftily and went and pretended to be ambassadors. And they took old sacks on their donkeys, old wineskins torn and mended, old and patched sandals on their feet, and old garments on themselves. And all the bread of their provisions was dry and moldy. And they went to Joshua to the camp at Gilgal and said to him and to the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now therefore make a covenant with us. And in these verses, we see that compromise never looks like an enemy. It's crafty, deceptive, and we see later in the chapter that it knows how to flatter. When we keep reading in verses 14 through 16, it says, Then the men of Israel took some of their provisions, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. And it happened at the end of the three days after they had made a covenant with them that they heard that they were their neighbors who dwelt near them. These words are striking every time I read them. They did not ask counsel of the Lord. I feel like saying, wait. But here we see that walking by sight instead of by faith leads to compromise. We then make peace with it and let it live in our lives. 
Finally, in verses 22 and 23, then Joshua called for them and he spoke to them saying, why have you deceived us saying we are very, we are very far from you when you dwell near us. Now, therefore, you are cursed, and none of you shall be freed from being slaves, woodcutters, and water carriers for the house of my God. And verse 27, and that day Joshua made them woodcutters and water carriers for the congregation and for the altar of the Lord in the place which he would choose even to this day. And this is where we see that redeeming work of the Lord. This failure on Joshua's part to, to not ask counsel, it did not mark Joshua. Neither did it dictate his future as these deceivers would now become servants for the house of the Lord. In time, we read in the scripture that they became part of Israel. Truly, the Lord is a redeemer. And the same can be said for us. Our failures should not define or cripple us, but they should serve us. Woodcutters and drawers of water provided two things that were needed at the altar of sacrifice, wood for the fire and water. Our failures should serve as reminders to us to repent quickly and lay down our lives at the altar of sacrifice. And they should also kindle the fire for more of the Lord and the water of his word. Love you, ladies. Hello. I was so desperate to get this over with. I almost went out of line. <laughs> Hello, ladies. My name is Angeline, and I have been asked to share like a highlight or a verse um, from our study. And thank you, Ms. Perrian. You read the first nine verses. So I'm just going to focus on the verse now, which is the one that has continued to minister to me to this day. Joshua uh, 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we know that the book of Joshua was a time when the children of Israel had uh, finally crossed uh, over the Jordan River. And that's when they started fighting with their enemies and taking possessions of the land. Um, this was that land that God had promised them that was flowing with milk and honey. Um, the, the Lord could have handed over that land to them, but I believe he wanted to do a greater work in their hearts. And um, I know that when we receive things too easy without working hard for it, we would not appreciate it nor be grateful, nor our faith um, grow in the Lord. So we learned also that um, many of the people who left Egypt originally had all died except for Caleb and Joshua, and they died because of their unbelief. Um, this new generation of um, the children of Israel needed to learn how to trust and obey the Lord. So um, in week... Uh, 13, sorry, week 8, which is uh, covering chapter 13 uh, through 19, we learned that the Lord finally gave them rest from battles, and now the land distribution started. Unfortunately, um, they, the people, uh, the children of Israel did not completely obey the Lord in driving out the inhabitants of the land. 
And what God wanted was to keep them set apart so that the people who inhabited the land would not influence them to serve other idols, which was the common practice in, the, in, in that area. And sadly, to this day, we know that the Israelites still suffer the consequences of disobedience. Um, I can see how this uh, situation is so similar to our hearts. And, and I really appreciate it when Ms. Alicia did that teaching. So Ms. Alicia, I'm going to borrow some of that. Um, how uh, she compared that to the three different types of hearts. Uh, number one, the distant heart, where we settle for less than God's best. The number two uh, type of heart, the devoted heart, which is what I would desire to strive for every day, where we continue to be in communion with God. And, and the third one, which is uh, the divided heart, where we disobey God, that often leads us to trouble. As a child of God, um, what kind of heart should we be striving for? We all will face trials um, in our lives, but God, as we all have heard repeated, promises to never leave us or forsake us. Therefore, when we purpose to obey the Lord, no matter how hard or how we don't understand what's going on, we just have to remember Joshua 1.9, and that is, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Thank you. Well, I think everything's been said, so we can just pray. No? Okay. My name is Anna, and I just, uh, I'm just so thankful to the Lord that he would, he would even consider asking me to do this for him because um, being among such amazing sisters and, and just, um, just knowing how worthy he is and how unworthy I am, but I'm just thankful. So let's pray. Father, I thank you again to be here. And Lord, I pray that... Um, my words would be your words, Lord, that you would uh, fill me, that what you want my sisters here to hear, that would be said. So thank you, Lord, and bless this time. Um, so I, um, I went back to actually week 11, and after week 11, the, the teaching was... Um, the full circle, and so in my notes, <clears throat> it says, his faithfulness wins the war, wins the battle, and so I, I was looking, the, the thing that, the, the verses that really stood out to me were in Joshua 23, and, um, and I know Joshua 1.9's been read so much and talked about, but it is very impacting. But as I went back, look, thinking on the full circle and how God's faithfulness wins the battle. And it's important to remember in seasons where you're having joyous seasons, and then in seasons where maybe there are trials and things seem maybe a little bit like I don't understand or 
or maybe you're weary uh, in different things, whatever your situation may be. Um, that, that week, I just, that, those words, you know, his faithfulness wins the battle. And truly, that has been truth in my life. And so I was just looking also in the full circle, seeing how God is speaking to Joshua. And he's telling him from the beginning, you know, telling him how Moses has died and basically passing the baton. And, said, and then he, uh, it, ha it has to be obvious that Joshua is struggling with at least anxiety, if not full-on fear, because he says in 1.6, Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Verse 7, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may go, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, you know, who doesn't love that? If you're walking with the Lord, who doesn't rest on that? That's an amazing promise. So then turning over, and if you look throughout the book of Joshua, it, it's an underlying theme. But um, I love the that chapter 23 when it came to his farewell address and that full circle moment. So it says, now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua, Joshua was old, advanced in age. And I love that because here I am getting advanced in age. I said, yes, I can relate to Joshua. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advanced in age. So he was very, very, very okay with it, ladies. <laughs> you have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from the Jordan with all the nations that I have cut off as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them before you and drive them out of your sight, so you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore, be very courageous to keep and do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left, unless you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of them, of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them nor bow down to them, but you shall hold fast to the Lord your God as you have done to this day. And it goes on and, and just, um, you know, to honor the time. But there was a few things. If you remember that, that teaching, um, 
Miss Alicia shared, his faithfulness wins the war. It works judgment both ways. It remains in wilderness seasons. It allows for the will of man, which I thought that was amazing. It provides a witness even after death because it withstands the test of time. So here Joshua has gone full circle. First, the Lord is speaking to him and giving him his words. And he ends giving them God's word. God's words became his words. So I love that because I think that there's, you know, we do have all kinds of seasons in our walk with the Lord. But as of late, I've, you know, seeing, being walking with the Lord a long time and seeing, um, sadly, in some hearing of pastors falling and and so I have been clinging to God's faithfulness and, and even, you know, praying, Lord, you know, may I stay the course and may, like what it says here, may the testimony of my life provide a witness even after death that it would withstand the test of time um, for those that go after me my sons, my daughters, um, my grandkids, um, my spiritual sons and daughters, if I have any, and, and just on the list goes. But um, so I pray, ladies, that, you know, you trust in his faithfulness and in whatever season, like has been said over and over, just be strong, be courageous, but know that you're not strong because you're strong, it's his strength that keeps you. So, thank you. Truly, the Lord is faithful. Sorry. <laughs> it's so sweet the way the Lord ties things together. And I'm, I'm constantly reminded of um, just the vision, the heart of, of ladies' ministry here at Calvary Chapel, Miami. Um, our verse, our prayers, always that he would knit our hearts together, that we would be women of, of his word, of wisdom, that we would find all those treasures um, that are that's really Christ, right? And the way we get to them is through his word. So again, just that we would take courage to follow through with what we've heard as Miss Tanya shared, to be reminded that he never fails us, as Miss Linda shared, um, that we as imperfect people would continue coming to him imperfectly, knowing that we'll receive his promise, as Miss Belke shared, um, that as Miss Perianne shared, we would be strong to take hold of promises by taking courage in his presence, despite the resistance we may face, um, again, that failure should not define us, but it should serve as wood and water to remind us to repent, to lay our lives at the altar, and to be passionate about his word, as Miss Terry shared with us. Um, I think, again, of just fully obeying, right, and, and not allowing those little sins to remain in the land of our hearts, that we wouldn't be 
distant or divided, but that we would be devoted, as Miss Angeline shared and reminded us. And again, that God's words would become our words because his faithfulness wins, as Miss Anna shared with us. Um, what a blessing, what a blessing. I just wanted to share with us a couple of verses. And as I thought of tonight, and again, just what a blessing each of the chapters, each of the sections, each of the weeks have been um, in looking at his word together with each of you. The thought that came to mind was fail not. And again, just so sweet how the Lord again put it all together, um, the emphasis on that idea that not one word of what God promised Israel failed. And it, it starts there in Joshua chapter 23. He says in verse 14, Behold this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you know in all your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. And he repeats it again. Not one word of them has failed. Um, this is not the first time that Joshua gives this promise. We see in Deuteronomy 31, Deuteronomy chapter 31, verses 7 through 8, that Moses instructed Joshua with this promise. Um, this is the King James Version, but it says, Joshua called on, no, I'm sorry, Moses called on to Joshua and said unto him in the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for thou must go with this people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them, and thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that doth go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be, or be dismayed. And I just think that's so sweet that at the beginning of his call as a leader, Joshua was instructed by Moses and he was given this promise, he will not fail thee. And I wonder if that's why Joshua said it twice at the end. Like, man, Moses was right. God was right through Moses. Not one word failed me. So ladies, let's be women who have no room for second guessing. Right? We don't need to second guess the word of the Lord. His word will not fail. There should also be no slacking. We see that David, right, similar to the way that Moses gave Joshua this uh, courageous just um, instruction, David gives it to his son Solomon. In 1 Chronicles 28, 20, we see, and David said to his son Solomon, be strong and of good courage and do it. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord God, my God, will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until you have finished all the work for the service of the house of the Lord. And I just think that's so cool because these instructions seem so similar, right? The, with the word that God gave Moses for Joshua and the word that God gave David for Solomon. And it's in the doing of the work that God has called you to. Right? There can be no slacking. We see in the King James Version that that idea of he will not forsake you is also this idea that he will not fail thee. Right? So not only does his word not fail, but the Lord himself will not fail you. And lastly, let's not sink into um, just that stinking thinking. Right? No sinking. At the end of Solomon's life, he gives a prayer 
um, or better said, not at the end of his life. This is where he's dedicating the temple. He's done the work, right? He did what his dad instructed him to do, which is to build a temple for the Lord. And when he finished praying, he blessed the Lord, and he reminds them in verse 57 of 1 Kings chapter 8. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our fathers. May he not leave us nor forsake us, that he may incline our hearts to himself to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, which he commanded our fathers. And may these words of mine, with which I have made supplication before the Lord, be near the Lord our God day and night, that he may maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel, as each day may require, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Let your heart, therefore, be loyal to the Lord our God, to walk in his statues and to keep his commandments as at this day. And right before that prayer, in verse 56, it tells us that Solomon says, Blessed be the Lord God, who has given rest to his people Israel, according to all that he promised. There has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. Again, I love that, just how the Lord, he gives instructions to Moses, through Moses to Joshua, and then through David to Solomon. And now Solomon reminds the people again of what Moses was promised to the Lord. This idea of that he gave Israel rest and that he did not fail, that word fail is sometimes translated to this idea of sinking, of being inactive, of being disheartened, right? And ladies, we don't have time for that. We cannot um, be women who think that the Lord is going to fail us, that his word is somehow going to come short in our lives. So again, when we think of the fact that his word fails not, we can be women who faint not. Let's pray. God, I pray, um, just thanking you so much for your word tonight as you shared through so many of our dear sisters. God, would you continue to encourage us this summer to seek you um, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, Lord. God, if there's anyone here tonight, Lord, listening that thinks, oh, but there is this one promise, there is this one word, Lord, would she have a renewed hope in you, God? It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen.